Welcome to the Weekly Sprawl. You are tuned into episode 97, and today we are going over the NFC North. I'm excited. I'm stoked to hear Casey's thoughts on how this division <laughs> will shake out. A lot of variables, a lot of unknowns. I think the, probably this may not, well, I feel like the entire division may be up in the air depending on Aaron Rodgers at the moment. So yep. I'm excited to talk about that and see uh, where we all have each team ranked and finishing in this division and uh, looking forward to it. But before we go into everything, I have my co-hosts with me as per usual, Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan. How are you both doing? I'm just so excited to finally get to talk about where Aaron Rodgers is going to be and, you know, really just dive deep on, you know, all the cryptic tweets and interviews he's given with T-shirts that say that he's offended and uh, hearsay from his former teammates like A.J. Hawk and James Jones and uh, compare that against all the press releases from the Packers. I'm just really excited to, to dive right into all that stuff because it's you know it's so much fun for me as a Packers fan oh yeah deep dives conspiracy theories it's all the best right (laughs) yeah I would actually prefer conspiracy theories versus uh Aaron Rodgers talk at this point but you know we got to do what we got to do that is true we last like what probably a month and a half we talked about Aaron Rodgers talk the show and now we actually talk about his team the Packers I've been trying to get it out of Casey. Every every beginning of the episode, I find a way to kind of tie it in and get something out of him. But (laughs) no matter what, he shut he shut it down. He's like, I don't, I I don't have the mental capacity to deal with whatever is happening in the Packers organization. I I still don't either. It's uh, you know, shit or get off the pot, bud. Like if you want to leave, leave so we can figure it out. Right? Yeah, we we got to figure our stuff out. No one even really knows what he wants still. So, uh, I was hoping. I was really hoping we would wait long enough for the NFC North that this would all be ironed out by the time <laughs> we got here, and it would all be solved, and we could make accurate predictions and uh, we'll be ready to roll. But twas not the case. Twas and not the case. Here we are. What about you, Durgan? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I mean, we, we were all watching the Euros today, and yes. I'm not a big I'm not a big soccer guy, but if you're not watching these Euros, you're missing out. It's lit. Oh, it's exciting. It, it is yeah, lit. It's exciting. Great games today. Yes, it is lit. So, if you're, even if you're not a soccer fan, check it out. It gets really interesting. Crowd's going crazy. It's awesome to watch. Well, and now's the time to watch, too. Like, if you weren't watching before, now yeah. is the knockout stage. Every yes. game has to end in a, in a result. So, um, it's it's definitely a good time, for sure. The Different football. We don't normally talk football. about that foot, football, yeah. but it's, it's uh, super entertaining, for sure. Um, well, let's dive right in. I guess we'll start with the Packers then, kind of rip the Band-Aid off. Casey gave us a little bit of, of what he was feeling. Um, maybe we'll do uh, what you guys did to me and just kind of let you kick things off here, Casey, with <laughs> yeah. what you think, how, how you think the Packers are uh, going to fare this season. Oh, oh, boy, thank you. I appreciate that, that Anytime. high honor. <clears throat> well, obviously things all hinge on whether Rodgers is coming back. So trying to look at them as a standalone roster and the pieces that are there, regardless of who's at quarterback. Uh, originally, we did these predictions, I think, around the draft or somewhere in there. I made my predictions as if Aaron Rodgers was going to be back. So I had them winning the division and getting the second seed and going 13-4. and four. Um, But when I look at the, the Packers roster holistically, there's, there's a lot of talent there. And the narrative that there's nothing around Rodgers and the Packers haven't built around him is just not true at all. Uh, you've got blue chip talent sort of all over the roster. You got Jair Alexander and the pair of Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage on defense. Then you throw in Zadarius Smith. 
Uh, Rashawn Gary has looked really good, especially the last half season or so. He's come on really strong. Then you got David Bakhtiari, maybe one of the best uh, left tackles in the league. Uh, you have Devontae Adams. You have Aaron Jones. You have Elton Jenkins on offense. Like, there is a lot of talent around Aaron Rodgers. So it's not like the Packers are asking him to just go win games by himself. Um, that may have been the case maybe three or four years ago in the in the McCarthy area and uh, before Gutekunst got to be the general manager. But he's really sort of revamped this roster from three or four years ago when um, you know, we had the corpse of Jordy Nelson out there and uh, we signed Jimmy Graham and, and those kind of things. And Devontae Adams was still young and hadn't really blossomed yet. Um, so the rosters come a long way and there's a lot of pieces around them. And I think even with Love in, uh, th- their sort of floor is the seven and nine, well, seven and ten. Uh, we got to do all this new mouth. <laughs> <That's laughs> mouth Everything's changed. Seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight sort of range is sort of where they should fall, I think, with an average quarterback. Um, you know, I don't know if the, the system is quarterback proof. Uh, maybe we'll see a situation where, you know, if Jordan Love can just play like Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, maybe they can, you know, string together a few wins. I don't know if the defense is strong enough to sort of pair that like the Niners did uh, a couple of years ago. But there's a lot of talent there. And if, if the defense starts to step up, they're they're very young and they got a new defensive coordinator and Joe Barry. So if those things start to click and, and they get some some things firing on, on all cylinders on defense and they just do enough on offense with Jordan Love completing the, the sort of layup throws that you see Jimmy G complete and Baker Mayfield complete and Ryan Tannehill complete uh, those sort of shallow things the the intermediate throws across the middle and every once in a while you take a deep shot and hit hit a post over the top if you can just do that like this is a really solid roster and I, I think can at least be in the running at the end of the the, the season even without Aaron Rodgers but it all hinges on him um and their ultimate Super Bowl potential and, and playoff potential there. Um, did I love the draft? Eh, it was okay. It was fine. We we drafted some needs. We filled some needs. The players specifically, Eric Stokes, wasn't super stoked on Stokes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but Good one. you know, we did need a corner, so we'll see if he ends up starting over Kevin King early or if they ease him in. Um but there's some things to like, and, and they're they're getting stuff going with the tight ends and, and getting healthy and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think there's some room for optimism, but overall, it, it you know, it's all tied to Aaron Rodgers. I actually do not disagree with you. I thought we were going to when I uh, made these predictions. Double well, negative. Well, What's happening? Well, you do, wait, do you, so you don't disagree with him, or you do disagree I, with him? I, I'm with him. I'm, I want to say with him. Okay. I'm with him. All right. But he's smelling what I'm stepping in. He's smelling what you're stepping. He's picking up what <laughs> K- you're putting down. Yeah. Casey, what, what's the record he have for the Packers? First, let, let's say that because that's where we do a little bit difference. Thirteen and four. Okay, so that's obviously first place in the NFC yeah. North. I had in the same first place NFC North. I'm at ten and seven. I do not think Aaron Rodgers plays football next year for anybody. I, I think he's done. I think at this point, it's kind of too late for him to go somewhere where the Packers will be like cool with like the conversation. And I just don't think Aaron Rodgers really gives a crap anymore. I think he's more interested in you know being Jeopardy host. But I could be wrong. And he could play, and if he plays, he's going to be at a near MVP level. Uh, but the Packers do have a tough schedule, uh, tougher than past years. But like you said, their roster, everyone kind of thinks that 
Aaron Rodgers carries them, and while he's the catalyst and he's the reason why they've been so good the last two years, he's not the only reason. Like they have a pretty deep roster. It's just without Aaron Rodgers, all those guys have to step up. With Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, he's a heavyweight fighter. He's going to keep in every single fight, one punch, knockout, at a moment's notice. Now that without him, they have to play, like you said, the Niners. They have to play perfect week in and week out. Luckily, I don't think the Bears, Vikings, or Lions are all that good. So even with Jordan Love, they should be at the top of the division. Uh, I don't like what good and wait, wait, wait. Even with Jordan Love, do you think they're winning the division? Yes, yes, I think so. Okay. I think so. I, I, like, like Casey said, I don't think he has to play lights out. The offense would be totally different. Dante Adams wouldn't be as right. big of a factor. But those run with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones until the wheels fall off. Uh, I don't like their long-term prognostics. I mean, I don't think they win a playoff game without Aaron Rodgers, but they can win this division. Um, and Brian Gutenkunst, not Gutenkunst, Gutenkunst, I don't like what he's done in the last two years. I don't like what he's done in the last two years. He's done a good job his first two years, kind of rebuilding the roster, but they haven't really added anybody big the last two years. I mean, they did, Jordan Love, Eric Stokes, uh, first-round picks, but they haven't added that impact player which I think they really needed this offseason. But it's tough because you have this huge contract in Aaron Rodgers that may or may not be there. If he's not there, you could have picked up two or three guys in free agency. But you kind of have to anticipate him being there. Uh, so while I don't think the Packers are a title contender, even with Aaron Rodgers at this point, because I, I like the fact they got better, I think they're still the class of the NFC North, at least for next season. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's interesting, Durgan. I was hoping for some controversy here between you and Casey. Hey, I was too. I was too. I gotta. I gotta pick up the slack for you. I guess. I mean, uh, first of all, you had them at ten and seven. Ten and seven. Yep. First place. I also have have the Packers at ten and seven, but I have them second in the division. I guess losing a tiebreaker. I don't know the games the way it worked out. Mm -hmm. They're second to the Vikings, so I have them second. Sort of hedging my bets here with the Packers a little bit. If Aaron Rodgers is back, I think they outperform this. If Jordan Love is on the field, I think this is like their absolute ceiling. Like this is the best rookie season you we've seen uh, from a quarterback in a few years. But I don't know that that's the case. We haven't seen Jordan Love touch grass and like I mean on an NFL football in an NFL football game in a long. I mean maybe preseason, right? That's about it. He didn't get any because he didn't get any. There was no preseason, yeah. so we haven't seen him. We have we have nothing to go by here. With, also, with if just so. if you plug Justin Herbert into the Packers team, they can win a playoff game, and they're better. One hundred percent. Yes. So you that's just one said of the best, Jordan that's Love one plays. Of the best. One, you well, just I, I, said if he plays one of the. We're going to fight about Ryan Fitzpatrick rookie, again. Listen, listen, listen. listen <laughs> let, me, let me let me clarify what I'm saying, and I think you'll agree we're on the same page. If he has a Justin Herbert level season, you guys can be ten and seven. That's what I'm saying. If eight, we should like, be better than yes, them, yes, as a, as a twelve one year at least. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm so thinking we like I think like okay, Josh fine, Allen fair. early in his career for Jordan Love, where like he's going to throw a lot of interceptions, but he can move a little bit, make some big plays, but just do you enough to not lose? Not Justin Herbert, that's for sure. Well, well Justin Herbert. Nobody, nobody your... thought Justin Herbert was going to be Justin Herbert. If we're going to, you know, do that thing, but you, you never truly know. I mean, obviously the Packers saw something in Jordan Love. So, um, unless he's the second coming of, I guess, Aaron Rodgers. I, that's a good way to put it. Somebody who's sat behind a quarterback and came in and balled out. Um, I don't know that this the ceiling is super high for this team with Jordan Love. Um, we've talked about it. I mean, quarterbacks, you go as far as your quarterback can take you in most situations. So. 
I'd be interested to see. I think I do agree with everything you said, Casey, in terms of people look at this team as Aaron Rodgers, right? But there's a lot more. And I, I would actually think that there's sort of a shift in the way this team is viewed this upcoming season if Aaron Rodgers is not back. People are going to be surprised at this Packers defense. It's, it's one of the better defenses in the league. And I think because of Aaron Rodgers, people view this team as an offensive type of team. But this is a solid defense. I think Petten screwed a lot of things up last season. And um, it'll be interesting to see what you guys do with a new coordinator. But there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive line is still pretty solid. Um, the only starter you got in the draft is probably going to plug in at center, Josh Myers. So I didn't like mm-hmm. the draft very much. But uh, at least you got somebody who's probably going to play um, in a position that matters since you let uh, Corey Lindsley go. So like that. But... The concern for me is is also just long term. I mean, Devontae Adams, this is his contract year. What does he do? Like, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, does that have a domino effect? And is he just? I mean, I know, I know there's it's kind of up in the air, and he's not going to say anything now. But down the line, he's 30 years old. His next contract, he's going to go to. He's probably going to want to go to a contender at that point. So, at what point do you, you know, look and feel like you need to rebuild if you don't see something with Jordan Love? So, there's a lot of unknowns if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. You're going to need to see what Jordan Love can do. If he surprises people, you're you're the luckiest person I know, Casey. I'll say that much. Because <laughs> if he comes out and plays well, um, even well enough to just be comfortable as a starter, uh, the fact that you'll never have quarterback turmoil in your almost 30 years of life will be upsetting to me. Well, I can't say that I share that same sentiment. I know you get it. <laughs> I have watched Matt Flynn and Scott Tolzien. And oh, like three games. Games. rarely. Okay. Three games for, for half of seasons at a time. Rogers has okay. broken oh. twice. Boo. I'm just saying it has not been without sadness and a realization of how bad the rest of the world has it. You know, I'm very appreciative of the quarterback situation. I would yeah. just like them to go just take like the Peyton Man- Manning route and just like. Win a Super Bowl and right off into the sunset or Drew yeah, right Brees. Don't fall off. Why is there's always got to be this like off season? What do they want? Are they retiring? Are they staying? Where yeah. are they trying to trade? Just like make it clean cut, you know? Sure. This, yeah. Decide sure. early. Yeah, that's all I ask for. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, like I said, I think this team is still good with or without Aaron Rodgers, but I like I still think the ceiling is ten and seven with uh, Jordan Love. Um, just as a rookie quarterback, I think he's going to take some time to develop. He also dunk, uh, I guess dunk is not the right word, sunk a lot of money into the running back position, which we've talked about on this uh, on this podcast previously. We don't, we're not necessarily fans of. That being said, I like Aaron Jones. I agree. Casey said Aaron Jones was a top five running back. I agreed with him. Durgan did not, but <laughs> I still don't. Still don't. You still don't. I I think I do. Um, you still have Zeke in your top five though? No, no. He he ate his way out of top five. So who entered in and in his place? Maybe, maybe Aaron maybe Jones. Aaron Rod- maybe not Aaron Jones. Aaron jo- not Aaron Jones. Not Aaron Jones. Well, he's the know. sixth highest paid running back, so maybe Durgan has him at sixth. I don't know. I, we gotta do another rankings so I can like figure this out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get. We'll there. cross that bridge we'll when there. we get we'll to get it. There. But I think it's one of the more exciting uh, storylines uh, divisionally, also just to see how this division shakes out. Without Aaron Rodgers, this is going to be, I think, the first time in a while where it's been a little bit more up for grabs. I mean, depending on how the the Bears look, they could make a they could make a run for the division. Um, the Vikings, I think, improved this this off season, uh, especially with. We'll talk about them, I guess, next here. But um, do you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, the Packers before we go down the line here? All Casey, if you have anything. Else. 
No, I mean, you guys checked or, or mentioned the issues going forward, and there are legit cap issues going forward because, again, with the narrative of the bad roster and the, the idea that we didn't go all in like Tampa Bay did for Tom Brady, uh, we've spent all the money we can spend. We we brought back as many dudes as we could. We signed David Bakhtiari to a big deal. We brought back Aaron Jones for continuity. Yep. Uh, we've made moves to push in the chips for the last couple of years of Aaron Rodgers' career. I mean, just because they aren't offensive pieces doesn't mean that they aren't all-in moves. You know, Going to get Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith in free agency and Adrian Amos in free agency – uh, those are all in moves. Those are like, hey, we got three or four years of Aaron Rodgers left. Let's go sign some mega free agents while we have cap space to three or four year deals. And that's what they did. And now we're eight, nearing the end of that. And that's sort of the risk you, you take is when those contracts toll and you got to pay the pay the piper. You, you got to pay the piper. And, and it's tough to, to make moves when, when you don't have cap space, obviously. So um, it'll be uh, maybe a less fun experience for me as a fan going forward in a couple of years when, when that bill comes paid but uh for the moment we can talk about the uh vikings who i have finishing second in the division and 11 and 6 and i think they'll push the packers regardless of whether rogers is there because i really like their roster and what they've got going on uh i had them finishing uh, as the sixth seed in the in the nfc uh, but they were massively injured on defense last year with kendrick's Barr, and hunter all out they also lost michael pierce uh, Everson Griffin left in free agency, and then they had two rookie corners behind all of that. So you had nobody that could win a one-on-one matchup in the pass rush game, uh, and then you had some young quarter corners back there that uh, were picked on early in the spe- in the season, especially. Uh, I liked how they sort of came on towards the end of the year. Then Dantzler and Gladney both played pretty well. Harrison Smith is as good as ever. He's getting up there in age a little bit, but he's still playing really well. Uh, and I think just by getting healthy. They'll be much, much better on defense. And then you throw in Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis, both of whom I like during the draft. Uh, I mean, that, that offense was producing at a very high clip uh, with a, one of the worst offensive lines in football. Like, they were still finding ways to be able to run the ball, and, and Kirk Cousins was doing well. Justin Jefferson had a great year. Uh, so if you just solidify things inside, I think Minnesota is going to look much, much improved, and they're going to be hard out for anybody especially with home field advantage too that that stadium gets rocking and it's a tough place to play so i, I think the the vikings are going to bounce back in a big way and i wouldn't even be that surprised if they beat the packers for the division even if rogers was back so i'm pretty high on the vikings uh have them finishing 11 and 6 though with rogers coming back um but i, I think they're gonna have a real a, a really good year so you are high on the vikings and i am incredibly low on the Vikings, maybe a little bit too low. I'll admit that I'm a little bit low on them, but I got them at five and twelve. Oh and my god! <laughs> what? Where did they get better last year? From the last year, they went seven, seven and nine last year. Durgan, Durgan, they got better almost everywhere. Their entire Where? defense was either opted out or injured. I mean, well, I, you want me to run, run through the names? Like Casey just mentioned, yeah, half sure. of them. They just signed Patrick, Patrick Peterson as oh, well. A 31-year-old Hendricks, Harrison Smith, Anthony Barr's coming back, Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce. Like, their whole defensive line didn't play Did, last year. Daniel Hunter had a neck surgery. We don't even know if he's going to be able to play this year. He thinks he is, but you have a neck surgery. That's pretty, that's pretty serious. All right, let me go through my, my reasoning. Okay, go for it. Sorry, <laughs> you got me all riled up here. My reasoning here. And it seems that Mike Zimmer is a great coach, but he's 65 years old. It seems to be that he is... You know, getting towards the end of his career, and they, there's 
Lions, no, excuse me, the Vikings have never been elite under him. They've been good, they've never been elite. And outside the receivers, who are very good, Dylan Jefferson, there's too many questions for me. Dalvin Cook has never played a full 16-game season. I don't like his longevity. Uh, Kirk Cousins is the worst contract in football right now. Uh, he is going to limit them as he always has. They're all the line. Derrissaw and um, Davis, like you said, that, those, those, are, those are nice pieces. They need offensive line help. They need cheap offensive line help. And you watch out for Irv Smith Jr. too. Now that Kyle Rudolph is gone, he gets a good receiver. It was Alabama at least. He's in his third year, so this is his chance to kind of improve and be that third option. But their defense is just not good. Not good at all. Daniel Hunter, when he can play, he is an elite pass rusher. But their linebackers, Barr is always hurt. Kendricks can't cover anybody. He's a great tackler, but he can't cover. Patrick Peterson is washed. Ever since he got popped for PEDs, he has been terrible. And Harrison Smith, I do appreciate him. Notre Dame guy, but he's 32 years old. How many 32-year-old safeties can we say are really good players? Harrison it's Smith. Just him. <laughs> it's just, he's the one on the list. So I don't Charles know how... Woodson. Well, that's like a one-of-one one player. But Harrison Smith, I, I if he plays like he has past years, then yeah, it's fine. But you have to expect some sort of, you know, step back from him. And the defensive line, besides that, Michael Pierce and Tomlinson, some big boys in the middle, but they don't offer much pass rush. So when I look at them, are they a 5-1 team? No, probably not. They are a 7-1 team last year. And I don't think they got any better overall. So I'm going to step back. You're like Cyrus with the Patriots. Or the well, Colts, too. <laughs> Just for context, Minnesota was 18th in DVOA on defense last and year. And 29th in points allowed. This was the worst defense Mike Zimmer yeah. has had as a head coach. Yeah, and what they did get better besides get their pass rusher back, who has a they broken freaking neck. They got key players either opted out or were injured. I just named like four for you. Harrison Smith played last year. Barr Daniel Hunter, last year. Anthony, Anthony Barr. Yeah, we, they well, signed Patrick Peterson, Michael Peterson, Pierce on the interior. Peterson is, Peterson's a non-factor. They're better off Peterson's starting Peterson is not a non-factor. When you have two rookie cornerbacks out there getting roasted, they are, they're better off starting Peterson gliding. is not a non-factor. He's a non-factor. He's going to get cooked by Devontae Adams. Why do I have to get 200 yards against him? I'm going to say it right now. You're 200. Turn Casey. The, That's Devontae does turn that Casey. against everybody. So 200 yards against him. I was, there's nothing about this team that excites me. and It, it probably is Kirk Cousins, to be honest. That's probably it. but That's where I draw the line. Do not slander my boy, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. They, they just don't do anything for me. There's no excitement. They, they need, what they need is, you know what? They need to kill and mond. They're back up. They, that's what they should do this year. If they had any, no. they, any fortitude, it would start him by midseason. No. If they had any fortitude, they'd get out of the Kubiak tree and hire an actual offensive coordinator and just instead of just well. hiring Stefanski and then Kubiak and that then Kubiak's son. son, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, when, nepotism in the NFL. When you have Jefferson Terrible. and Thielen as your it's receivers, it's such a real thing, though. <laughs> when you have Jefferson it and is. Thielen as your top two receivers, I don't think you need an offensive genius to uh, maximize the talent. No, you don't. But I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm low on the Vikings. Low on them. Uh, I think you're crazy on this one. I really do. I think uh, pretty much Casey hit what I'm what the way I feel on the head, nail on the head. Um, they were missing a lot of pieces last year on defense, and they're getting those pieces back. So there's no chance that this defense is as bad as it was last year, this year. And we all know that's that's how Mike Zimmer coaches. That's how this team lives and dies is on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I don't know. Like If we just look through Mike Zimmer's head coaching records, every season he's had with the Vikings has been a winning season except his first year 
in this past season. So the dude has the has a track record of success, and I think this is one of the better teams he's had to coach. Kirk Cousins, as much as you want to slander him, the dude is at, at he's in. I mean, it, it pains me to say this because I'm not. Me and Casey have had many an argument about <laughs> Kirk Cousins, but he's you know you cannot deny he's at least an above average starting quarterback like in in this league. He proved yes. it. He, he balled out towards the la- end of last season. He maybe started off a little rough, but he played very well towards the end of last season. Justin Jefferson, there's something to be excited about. How about your second-year wide receiver coming off one of the most amazing, historic rookie wide receiver performances we've ever seen in the NFL? That's something to be excited about, Durgan. I'm excited. Yeah, You're not, not excited gonna, to see that? He's, he's not getting any better, though. He, he, 1,400 yards is incredible. You can't expect him to get better than that. So you've already talked you don't need about him his to talent. get better than that. But the rest of the team is getting better. They signed offensive linemen. They drafted Christian Derrissaw, who I think is going to be a huge upgrade. I mean, at left tackle, he's he's going to start immediately, and he's better than the whatever dude they got off at McDonald's coming to start at left tackle <laughs> last season. So I, I don't know, man. I, to me, I see it the exact opposite. I look at this team, and I think out of all the teams in this division, they might have gotten better more than the rest in terms of in terms of talent, in terms of getting people back off injury, in terms of just the roster as a whole. You look at their skill positions. I mean, it's pretty good. Like, yes, there is some injury concern with Dalvin Cook. But when he's healthy, he is one of the most dynamic offensive players in the league. So, I don't know, man. This is a force to be reckoned with. I think you're going to be. I think you're, people are going to be surprised by the Vikings. That being said, I mean, I have them at ten and seven. Nothing astronomical, but uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good team this year. I think they get seven wins. I think five, five is too low. I think seven wins is fair for them. And then Zimmer oh, retires. I want to like bet you on this. <laughs> that's, that's that's very low. I'm telling you, I guarantee you they have a better record than, or the Colts have a better record than them. Guaranteed that. Put in a Sharpie. Mm, I, I, I think the Vikings have a better record than the Colts. All right, well, we'll make a ghost, ghost pepper. Ghost, ghost, pepper, that pepper, that ghost pepper that nobody ends up eating. Then that's if fair, I lose, we'll all be owed, because I'm the only one who hasn't yeah, owed a ghost that's pepper. That's true. So there you go. They'll, they'll actually do it. Do it. Yeah, they'll actually yeah. do it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, I kind of I, I interjected with all my thoughts really on the Vikings, so I, I have nothing left to say really. But um, I have them first, so I'll just kind of end it there at ten and seven. Somehow the tiebreaker worked out in, in divisional games; they won more than the Packers in my prediction. But I could really see it going either way. Um, like Casey mentioned, Aaron Rodgers or not, this is a good Vikings team this year. I agree, Cyrus. And we'll see. It's all thanks to Kirk Cousins. The the man no, himself. Stop it. Better than Carson Wentz and, you know, underrated quarterback <laughs> in general. Uh, but stop talking it. about bad quarterback play, we can talk about Chicago, um, who hey, I have that finishing could be third. You don't know it that. It could be. It could yeah. be. It could be. Uh, but Matt Nagy has committed to Andy Dalton to be the starter in week one. So Okay, how many head coaches have we seen commit true, to true. their vet being the starter only to have them not be the starter? It's or last two weeks. Or last two weeks. Like, at least like a few uh, weeks in. It just happened with Tua. Like, yeah, we've seen but week one, we're going to get Andy Dalton. Sure. So. Okay, not the worst. Not the worst. Probably better than Jordan Love. Not the best. Uh, who knows? We haven't even seen Jordan Love. That's true, you're right. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh... The Bears also have talent, though. Just just like the Vikings, I think a little bit less. They're aging on defense, but uh, they're still good, and they they can they can make some stuff happen there. Uh, they've got some pieces on offense as well. It's just the question is quarterback play. I mean, you have Allen Robinson, David Montgomery is serviceable, Darnell Mooney had some flashes, Cole Komet showed some nice things, 
Uh, but the question is whether either quarterback, whether it's Dalton or Fields, can either of those do enough to let their defense go to work and close out games? And that's the big question. So for me, I have them finishing at 7-10, and 10, um, which is roughly about what they did this last year. They just managed to get into the playoffs because of uh, you know lackluster performances by, by other teams. Um, so I'm, I'm relatively high on on the Bears. Uh, do I, I know Cyrus loves Matt Nagy. I'm not as big on Matt Nagy, <laughs> but um, you know I, I, I'm pretty high on Justin Fields. Whether he'll perform in year one, I'm not sold on. Um, but there are things to be excited about there. Um, they need some improvement on the back end. Uh, they've got the talent there. They just didn't play very well uh, with Pagano as the defensive coordinator there. So uh, they need to iron some things out there and, and play a little bit better. Khalil Mack needs to sort of make some more splash plays, and, and they need to be sort of that fierce defense that we were used to seeing two years ago or so. Um, and I think the potential is still there. Uh, Akeem Hicks as well, uh, being a big force in the middle, he's a big part of that defense. When he's out, everything looks drastically different for them. So if they can stay healthy and, and, and get Tariq Cohen and, and those guys back, um, I think they have some potential to to give some teams some run. Whether they have enough to to push back into the playoffs again, I don't really think so. Especially because I think so highly of the Packers and the Vikings, and and I think this is ultimately a very tough division minus the Lions. Well, I actually have the same record for, for the Bears at seven and ten. Uh, this is do or die for Matt Nagy. I said a few weeks ago, he's on the hot seat. You're crazy again. You're well, still crazy. Well, <laughs> Go ahead. When, when you don't we draft see, a new quarterback and then fire your coach. I, yeah, I don't think you absolutely do. What did the Chargers do last year? What did the Browns do? Different situation. Uh, different situation. Uh, <laughs> different situation. Well, I'm actually higher on the Bears than you are, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, so Matt Nagy, this is his guy, and I think the best case scenario for the Bears, obviously, I mean, best case scenario is the playoff, like if you brought him. If they can get Justin Fields to play at a high level, their record doesn't matter because they can fire Matt Nagy and they'll automatically become the top of everyone's list for head coaching jobs. If you get that quarterback right, everything around you becomes so much easier. You might be able to keep Allen Robinson, who has said in the past he wants to go, but he signed up with the franchise, so he'll stay this year. And if Fields doesn't play or comes out there and throws a dud, he's gone. So it'll be tough for them to uh, move on if Justin Fields doesn't do well. I am getting a weird suspicion or weird feeling that he's like the next to Sean Watson, where everyone is like kind of critiquing his game. He played so well in college, played well in big games. Kind of the same way with players, to be honest. But everyone's like, you know, overanalyzing him. But he can play. He's talented. You get him some players around him, get him some time, and he will make the plays. And I don't think you can start Andy Dalton at all. They, uh, they said that they're going to start him. You can't do it. And if they do do it, then Matt Nagy should be fired for uh, incompetence. He would be terrible if he did that. <laughs> uh, their defense is still the strength of this team, like you said, Casey. They need some guys to you know step up a little bit more. Uh, and it would be Khalil Mack. Uh, they have a new defense coordinator, so hopefully they can uh, rise back to the level they were a few years ago. I don't know if they will, but this is still a really good defense and a team that you do not want to play come December and January uh, in the cold weather at Soldier Field, which actually I read that Soldier Field might be moving, or they might be switching new stadiums. So that'd be interesting to see if that happens. Chicago's a great city. I love uh, visiting there. So I hope for their sake they do well. But I got my 7-10, and 10, getting second place, actually, ahead of the Vikings. And I hope that for everyone's sake that Matt Nagy is uh, gone up for this year. 
Well, I refute that. Matt Nagy will, will be going nowhere. <laughs> um, but that being said, I mean, like you mentioned, Durgan, I'm, I, I am a Matt Nagy stan over here. I like Matt Nagy a lot. But I have them at 5-12, and 12, and that's mm. just the way the record uh, came out when I was picking games. Listen, Justin Fields will lead this franchise back to relevance, but it won't happen this year. I think it's going to get a little worse before it gets better, and there's going to be some growing pains. But my hot take, if we look back at this quarterback draft class in the next five years or so, I think Justin Fields quite possibly could be the best quarterback out of this entire crop that we that we've had, you can't be a hot take and then say quite possibly. Yeah. You just got to say he has to be. I think he most likely. <laughs> no, no, this is a lukewarm take. All right, I think he's I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence in five years. Right, top, top five that, quarterback in five years. I'm not going to say that because that's your shit. That's your Gardner Minshew garbage takes. <laughs> hey, but, Gardner still has a couple of years to get there. Okay, that's true. What, like one or two? What are but we no mullet here. He cut his mullet, so he did cut his mullet. Um, oh, anyways, back on gone. topic. I like I like what they did in the draft. I think it was really smart for them to go up and get <laughs> Justin Fields since he slipped a little bit. I also really like the Tevin Jenkins um, addition to, to pair with him. I think that's just great gm work i really like that he was he was a steal where he was drafted alan robinson still a beast david montgomery criminally underrated um so i think i think this team has some pieces i still think they're going to struggle a little bit like you mentioned casey this is a tough division i'm also really high on the vikings and the packers potentially but um this this team don't sleep on this bears team if they are heading in the direction that i think they are so that's that's all i gotta say I don't. Do we really want to talk about the Lions here? Like we, every team gets their yeah. time. We we're, we're equal opportunists. This here. is the best head coach press conference that you could possibly watch. True. They, you got to tune in for the Lions press conferences after every game, win or lose. There's going to be sound great bites, sound bites. So. Yep. Yeah, but they're I, so awful. I I could see him like getting in a fight on the sideline, like with one of his players, just like fire him up. I could see it too. I That'd be great. So uh, well, I'll start since Cyrus doesn't want to talk about the Lions at all. I'll, I'll give a little snippet. Let's be nice uh, again. I do. Be nice to the Lions Day. Yeah. No. Come what? On. No. Yeah. We're being nice today. I, I, I'm feeling uh, it. They need. Uh, they need some love. You know. They're, they have to love. live in Detroit. You, this you is can go ahead, Casey. I don't. This, yeah. this is the one time we'll talk about them for the next six months. So let's let's you know let's boost their ego. Right. Yeah. I do really like Dan Campbell. I like his juice. I like what he brings, and I like that attitude that he's bringing to Detroit. It seems like his personality meshes perfectly with the city, mm-hmm. and I think there's something to, to speak about that. We've talked about the, the quarterback in Philly and, and that kind of thing. I think that's the same with the head coach. you got to have a, a, a demeanor that reflects the city and, and what they're about. So uh, they just got to stick with the plan. You know, they, they stuck with Matt Patricia for a number of years, and they got to do the same thing with Dan Campbell to really give him a fair run because the roster doesn't have a ton of talent all over the field. Um, especially at the skill position, they're, they're pretty devoid. I, I mean, I like DeAndre Swift, and, and he looked great. Uh, they just don't have much in, the, in terms of receivers now. They have Hawkinson. They lost Galladay. Uh, I think this offensive line has some really nice potential, um, especially with Panay Sewell. Uh, and they have a, a couple other very solid dudes in Frank Ragno. They got Vitae, Jonah Jackson, Taylor Decker, and then you have Sewell. So I, I think that line can be really, really powerful, really good. Um, and if they want Jared Goff to be the guy for you know as a stopgap for two years, maybe three years, whatever it is, until you draft your dude, uh, you need to get him a good offensive line, and you need to have a good running back. And they have those two things. 
So if you can protect Jared Goff and keep him clean and let him throw to whatever no-name receivers you have right now, <laughs> that might be something. You know, you scheme it open, you, you get there how you get there, and, and you make stuff work for the time being. They just don't have a whole lot on, on defense either. They need pass rush. Jeffrey Okuda played pretty pretty poorly uh, his rookie year. Maybe he'll grow in year two with a new defensive coaching staff, uh, but they are still going to be predominantly man-based with uh, – the coordinator from the New Orleans Saints coming over. He's Aaron Glenn. Predominantly, yep. yeah, two-man coverage. So you'll, you're still going to see, see some uh, some man coverage from Jeffrey Okuda, which he really struggled with last year. Uh, but he's got some of the tools, so you, you may see some nice stuff there. But uh, they need some some help on the defensive side of the ball, and, and they need some skill, skill guys. So uh, I have them ultimately going 4-13. and 13. Uh, but I think they're generally trending upwards, and I, I think culture has a lot to do with that in my belief in Dan Campbell as, as a person and the attitude he brings. And they signed Dan Campbell to a six-year deal. So he is going to be there for a while. He, he has he bought himself at least three years at absolute minimum, more likely four or yeah. five. So that, that's what you need for a rebuild. You can't hire guys, okay, you're going to be here for three or four years. No, you have to long-term plan. And it seems like, I mean, long as long as I've been alive, I don't remember Barry Sanders playing, that the Lions have always been pretty bad outside of like those one or two years they had with uh, Caldwell. Um, but be nice to the Lions Day. They got two first-round <laughs> picks from Matthew Stafford. And that's pretty mm-hmm. good for you know a guy who made it known he wanted out. So good trade there. Good job. Uh, Jared Goff, he's not very good, but he's good enough to start. And he, like I say, he's a good stopgap. DeAndre Swift could be a very good player this year because he can catch. And this team's going to be losing in a lot of games. So if you have a fantasy running back, DeAndre Swift might be the guy. Jamal Williams is his backup. He's a good receiver too. But DeAndre Swift has the juice. Good runner. Good offensive line. Like you said, they had their two tackles are good. Frank Ragnow just got paid. He's really good. He's got to play with like a fractured throat or something like that. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's a tough guy. Uh, their defense is bad. Very, very bad. Uh, I don't... Yeah, who, who? I mean, Trey Flowers was good once. So much Jimmy Collins. They used to be good. Okuda has talent, but eh, who knows? Uh, but they'll, they'll get a top five pick this year, and that's a good spot to get a quarterback or one of the two blue chip defensive talents uh, in this draft. So give them some time. And right now, I mean, on top of the Packers, and they're kind of in the win now mode. And we don't know how long that's going to last for. We don't know how Jordan Love's going to be. So you play your cards right. Give it two or three years be back in competing for first place yeah for for context the lions had the worst defense in the nfl last year and they got worse yeah, yeah it'll get worse uh but i have my two and 15 as well second worst record in the entire league i have met two and 15 too so i'm you said be nice to the lions <laughs> and now you're saying two and 15 it's not very nice <laughs> hey two wins though that's probably two, two more wins, wins that their fans think. So I guess with how bad this team is, two wins is nice if you look <laughs> at it from that from that a glass half full perspective. But listen, this team's going to struggle. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Jared Goff is going from a team where he could kind of game manage and toss the ball off to some phenomenal, maybe the best yards after catch receivers in the league, um, to a team where there are the, the your number one guy was like the number three guy on the Saints. So. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I just think Jared Goff is going to struggle, which is going to cause this team to struggle. Casey mentioned it, though. This offensive line is probably the only bright spot on this uh, on this team, in my opinion. I mean, I think I'm I'm 
one of the biggest Pinay Sewell fans. We, we talked about it in the draft. I roasted the Bengals for for passing him. Yep. But him combined with Taylor Decker and then some of their interior pieces, it's going to be a good offensive line. So if there's any saving grace, it's that maybe Jared Goff won't be under pressure constantly. But that being said, will he be able to make the similar sort of plays? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I saw him dump the ball off to Robert Woods and then Robert Woods goes for 20 yards. That's not going to happen on this team. It's just, it's just the, the talent is not there for that to happen. So we'll see. I mean, DeAndre Swift, really good potential. He was relatively solid towards the end of last season. He was somewhat inconsistent earlier on. Um, I know because I had him in fantasy and then I dropped him. <laughs> um, TJ Hawkinson, solid tight end as well. But nothing inspires me on this def- on this uh, defensive side of the ball like at all. Casey mentioned it. Worse than DVOA, like that's, that's this is not going to be good. It's just going to be a rough season, but it is what it is. This team is not in a, com- a win-now mode. I think they're looking towards the future, and uh, we'll see what happens. I could see them not me pulling off a lot of upsets, but being in a lot of close games just because Campbell's not an X's nose guy. He's not a Shanahan, LaFleur McVay, he's a rah-rah, let's go get him, guys. So he'll, he'll inspire the guys every single week to never quit. So, you know, if you're like a 14-point favorite against them, don't feel too confident. Like, week one, Niners play them, and that's like, I'm actually kind of worried about that. I don't know why, but I'm kind of worried. Because you're you're an anxious Niners fan. You always worry. <laughs> true. It doesn't that's matter. That's true. Unless, unless I'm the Packers, then I'm like calm. Besides that, I'm worried. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Niners yeah, play the Eagles we'll... this year too. Week three, oh no, week six, week two for Eagles, week three for the Packers. So, <laughs> yep, it's be a good two weeks or a bad two weeks for me. Probably, probably bad two weeks, right, Casey? Um, I don't know. It depends who we start <laughs> at quarterback. <laughs> no, no, we got it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, let's make the let's make the Niners so bad that they have to just start Trey Lance, and then Trey Lance just looks not ready and awful, and then they go back to Nick Mullins. No, well, he's gone. Is on the Eagles. Yeah, he's he's gonna get cut, and they're gonna oh, sign he's gonna get cut and then <laughs> signed. Okay, all right. Yeah, is... Chosen Rosen's ready to go. Chosen Casey's Rosen. Living in, uh, uh, chosen. I would actually in, like uh, to see. Land. I would like to see Josh Rosen. Yeah, same here. I feel I want to see in a preseason. Just don't play Jimmy. Yeah. Only play Lance and Rosen. Yeah, yeah. Rosen right. never got a shot, man. I don't know. He just kind of bounced around uh, with this Kyler Murray uh, stuff, and then never landed anywhere. Never really got a chance. So maybe nope. he's yeah. a hidden gem. Well, who knows? Doubtful, but who knows? Doubtful, but who knows? That's that's the kind of fun we like to speculate on here at the Weekly Spiral. <laughs> Let's wrap things up there, though, on episode 97. Thank you for sticking with us and tuning in. Before we head out, I want to give my co-host a chance to plug some content that you should be on the lookout for. Casey, what do you got coming up, man? Yeah, I did a breakdown on Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team. And uh, his growth, you could sort of see it week to week. He started to get more comfortable in, in sort of their zone run game. Uh, but I really did not like the gap scheme that Washington was running. It was very uh, discombobulated, disorganized, um, and Washington really kind of didn't have a bread-and-butter run play all year. So I, I think that needs to be ironed out. But if you want to take a look at why those things are and, and Antonio Gibson's prospects next year, uh, you can check that out on weeklysprawl.com on Thursday. All right, I will look at that and use it to add to my argument against your Washington football <laughs> takes in the podcast. Uh, what about you, Durgan? What do you got coming up, man? Uh, the scouting reports are back, at least for a limited time. Spencer Rattler is the first one up. Everyone's uh, favorite quarterback, or at least favorite quarterback, depending on who you ask. Uh, he's up uh, first. Then it'll be Sam Howell next week from UNC. Nice. Limited time only, get them while they're hot kind of thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, Just a quick little teaser. 
Then cool back to normal teaser. stuff, then let college football happen, and then back in business. Love it, love it. This has been a weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you again for sticking with us, and we are excited to dive into the rest of the divisions and looking forward to episode 98 next week. Bye.